Join us for a groundbreaking episode with Stephen Turner, a visionary leader on a mission to reshape the landscape of leadership. In this brief and yet impactful conversation, Stephen shares profound insights in the changing dynamics of leadership in the face of business transformation. Discover the core traits every leader needs and gain actionable strategies to navigate the evolving workplace. Brace yourself for uh, an exploration of positive leadership that transcends traditional norms. Welcome to the new era of leadership excellence on the Positive Leadership Academy podcast. Welcome to the Positive Leadership Academy, where we empower leaders with the skill, knowledge, and support they need to lead with a positivity and make a meaningful impact in their organizations and community. Our programs are designed to provide a transformative learning experience that equips leaders with the tools they need to build strong teams, foster a positive culture, and create lasting impact in their workplaces and beyond. We are excited to share our mission and vision with you today, and we invite you to join our community of positive leaders. Welcome to another exciting episode here at the Positive Leadership Academy. Um, I'm very excited today to uh, introduce you to a Steve, uh, Stephen Turner, uh, who's a visionary leader who understands that we are living in a very dynamic area of a precedented business transformation. And thus, I think this year... It's one of those years, right, that we get in that business transformation. There's so much technology and so many outside forces happening. Uh, the traditional leadership style of the past century are no longer sufficient. And it's so true because when I coach individuals, um, leaders, right, that they've been, they've been leading teams for 20 years, they're transforming themselves, right? Um, so he has a very profound understanding of the value of people and the impact of reason. Uh, shifts that that trigger, but they were triggered by the pandemic. So Stephen has identified a revolutionary approach to address the challenges of employee disengagement. So that's such a hot topic, and he his insights are not only timely but also crucial for business aiming to thrive in this rapid change world. So I'm very honored to have you here. Stephen, welcome to the Positive Leadership Academy podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, and uh, I'm all for positive leadership. Great. Excellent. We love that. We love that. Um, so what are you focusing now? Well, right now, um, we are actually um, engaged in moving into corporate America to uh, inspire people to change their leadership styles. Now that's that's a pretty bold statement, but it comes back and reflects my history. Um, I was raised in corporate America. I then uh, 
have been in the entrepreneurial space for the last 10 years. And um, for a story I could love to go into, we're going back to corporate America to have a massive impact on the way leaders lead. Yeah. And, and why do you think that is so important to shift and to, to change the way, the, the way leaders lead? One of the things that we discovered or everybody saw as a result of the uh, pandemic was that uh, people spent time by themselves. They worked from home. Uh, they got used to the idea of uh, not putting up with, and this is important, not putting up with the stuff going on in the office that was really um, you know, causing them to be disengaged in their work. So it really comes down to this was a bubbling up of something that's been around for decades. That is that the leadership styles used here in this country uh, since 1850, when the, when the uh, Industrial Revolution started, has been uh, the wrong path, in my opinion, and really did not accentuate the importance of the individual as an individual. Uh, they were instead um, being, I'm going to use the word managed, as somebody that was demanded or commanded to do something. And as much as, obviously, uh, people have jobs and they need to fulfill the requirements that the job has, we have to always remember that it's people that are doing this. It's not machines. So people should be led as opposed to managed. You know, systems, processes, and procedures should be, should be managed, but people should be led. And when we lead people, they will follow. And I've experienced yeah. this for over 45 years yeah and then i'm hearing a lot of you know the hierarchy uh type of leadership that parent and child um approach right and and also what i'm hearing is that that politics that are happening right and it's so so truth right that the you know the the way you want to encourage performance is really empowering people creating that psychological safety as well uh, really sharing uh, the wisdom with with your team, and what's happened? What I mean, I had it. I was a product of of corporate America as well, mm -hmm. and it's so interesting that I was I was more stressed, right, being in my office um, than when I was when I was traveling. When I was traveling, when I was in in airports, even though it was it was. It was uh, it was very tiring, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm away from the office. This is awesome. I can work. You know, I, right. I would tell people yep. I'm more productive outside the office than being inside the office. The inside the office, it was it was like bottling uh, giants every day. It was it was very stressful. So I I really resonate with your point. Um, so you're talking about being managed, and you're talking about letting people. So what are what are the difference between those two? Well, you can really, you can, you can uh, bring it down to a simple thing, to be honest, and then it, it bubbles from there. And that is, how do we look at our people? Do we look at them, and here's a good comparison. Do we look at our employees as being a line item on our income statement or an asset on our balance sheet? And those are two entirely different perspectives when it comes to people. Now, when, when, People are started, and when you bring on a new employee, 
Um, it is a golden opportunity to start to lead that person in the right direction. Because people will follow anybody that wants them to be successful as an individual. And one of the things that I, I learned over time, and let me I would like to, to make a clarification here. I came up through corporate America. I came up through the environment that has been very challenging over the years. But I was blessed because I came up through UPS. And UPS, though you never saw a statement to this effect, basically it functioned like this. And there's no reason why companies can't function this way. And that is, if you do well, you're left alone. I was left alone for 34 years. So I had a chance to do my own thing and lead people the way I, I would like to be led. So having said that, I had the opportunity to develop this. So getting back to your question, I think it's important that people know the platform I'm coming from here. And that is that I have always focused on developing people as individuals. Because we hire people for a role, but those individuals are much more than just the role. They're people, they're moms, they're dads, they're husbands. Um, they have a family to lead. And if we will focus on developing them as individuals, as well as for the business, people won't want to leave. And I heard it from I heard a statement from Richard Branson from Virgin over in the UK. He said it perfectly, so I'm just going to repeat what he said. He said, train people so they have the ability to leave. In other words, you're developing them as individuals, but treat them so they don't want to. And you do get that result. Yeah. When yeah, absolutely. So when when people know that the person reporting to cares about them as an individual. They're going to follow. They're going to. They love it. It's. It is rare, to be honest, to have yes. that opportunity. So, you know, I've heard some horror yeah, stories absolutely. that people have gone through. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, and uh, that's why the the word retention, right? Mm -hmm. When I speak to a lot of people on human resources and they talk about retention, I'm like, wow. It seems like you wanna you wanna force people to work for you, right? Instead of developing people. Because right. those people, they're individuals that, hey, they can either become strategic business partners if they move on, or they can become uh, a reference, right? And that's, that's what we want as leaders, right? We want to develop the next generation of, of leaders, right? So they can contribute to a better, a better world in, in a sense, right? Um, yeah. I, it, I'm, I'm getting this sense, right? That this is a... This is a a mission for you, right? And and I'm I'm wondering if you can share with our audience why why is so significant to you, uh, because I see a lot of passion when you talk yeah. about you know this this concept. Well, I am on a mission at this point, specifically a mission, and that is to um, change leadership styles. Now let's be you know. You, you can't you can't stand up and say, hey, you should change your leadership style and expect anybody to believe you, right? So you have to come at it from a perspective that is easy to grab onto so that people can see, oh, yeah, I see it. And so my passion is to change the lives, if I may say it this way, for every single person that reports to somebody. And that means that we have to do something that's much different. So here, this is the place I focus on, because it's easy to understand. 
if any CEO or business owner would look at their retention rate or their turnover rate, what percent of their employees are they turning over every year? And when you consider a couple of facts, it is on average in the United States, it costs $34,000 to replace an employee. That includes all the factors of replacing somebody. You got to hire somebody, you have to, get, you have to go through the hiring process, you may have to advertise for somebody, you have to go through the interview process, you have to go through the training process. And even when that, there's a vacant job, that job still has to be filled by somebody. So now you've got a less productive person actually filling in for a while and or you're paying overtime for that to happen because you don't exactly have people standing around doing nothing, right? And when you have turnover, it's more or less unplanned. If somebody's going to retire, that's a planned event and you can plan for it. But when people leave, we have to replace that spot as soon as possible. That's why it costs, on average, $34,000 to replace somebody in the United States. Now, if you considered this, if you had an organization of 1,000 people, that means that organization is going to spend $3.2 million every year replacing people. And if you consider, yes, you, you have retirements. Okay. But if you just went with the retirements, and people that have chosen to move on to better themselves because they can't get it anymore with, with us. I don't like losing those people, but it's a good reason to lose somebody. Somebody wants to advance themselves. But if you take everything else that's left over, you could easily cut the, the turnover rate in half. So now in sending, instead of spending $3.2 in this example I gave you, you'd be down to 1.6. Instead of 3.2, you're down to 1.6. And I can think of much better places to put $1.6 million than replacing people, this is important, that should have never lost in the first place. Because people leave because they become stagnant in their job. Mm -hmm. And they get to the point where the only thing keeping them in a job is a paycheck and benefits, perhaps. Now, yes. when people get into that stagnant state, they spend eight to nine hours a day with us, and their highlight is going home. That's a sad statement. Your employees, be nice if your employees enjoyed working, and that's very possible when people are led. I experienced it for decades, so I know it's real. Yes, now, abs absolutely, absolutely. And, and yeah, like you said, from, from the company perspective, the loss can be huge, right? Yeah, um, it's terrible. And, yeah, and then and then the morale as well, right? Because if you work for a company that there is a higher uh, turnover, just just bringing someone new and and just the individuals that work there, the morale can can uh, can be really low, right? Um, yeah. So I have a question: Is you know, is your methodology really challenging to learn or implement uh, in regards to to implement in this to new leaders. I mean, I, I see the costs, right? Mm -hmm. The costs, the, the return your investment, right? You might say, and, and the cost that is costing them then. Well, how is the, the learning curve or the transition for the leaders to, to implement this? It's a hard. Okay. There's basically um, four pieces to the puzzle. The first one is the most important because if you get the first one, the rest will come. And the first, we always spend our first round of activities 
talking about leaders as individuals. I don't talk about I don't talk about working with employees until I get to phase two, three, and four of this effort. Phase number one is a a discussion of leadership characteristics and traits. What does it take to be a good leader? Now, what, there's there's no such thing as ten steps to to being a good leader. It doesn't exist. Being a leader is really gathering skills. And putting those skills in your, what I call a golf bag of skills. And if you want to look at the way you play a golf course, you play a golf course with a bag of clubs. PGA Tour Tour allows 14 clubs in your bag. And you play the course and you use the club necessary based on the lie of the ball, right? We'd love the ball to always be in the fairway coming off the tee. Doesn't happen, right? Sometimes you have to use uh, a... uh, an iron instead of a three wood if you want to continue driving to the hole. Okay, now, leadership is very much the same way. As we go through life, we gather skills. So our first round is to reveal some core skills that all leaders should have. And if they have them, they'll position themselves to be in a good place to continue to add skills throughout their their career. So it is a never-ending learning process because we gather skills. And then as the environment changes, the event occurs, we then use the skill just like a golf player, a golf uh, pro would use a, a club for a certain situation. We use a skill for a certain situation. Okay. So that is the first focus. Once I have worked with people and they understand the skill set really necessary to be able to lead people. Now we then move into the uh, process of uh, interacting with people on a general level. We then talk about direct interaction with people. Uh, We talk about what's the best way to train somebody. Because I look at it this way. If I bring somebody on board, I'm going to train them so they want to be there. So we go through that process. And then we kind of wrap it up in taking a look at that the organization itself. Is there anything unique about the organization that requires a tweaking of the skill or got to go out and get another one? So we then, we then do that part. So we take a standard approach to the beginning in identifying skills necessary to be a successful leader. And then we tweak whatever is necessary for the business so that, you know, it's just not cookie cutter. It's a, uh, a standard approach, but refined and modified for the industry or the business. That's awesome. That's, that's a great approach there. And I, and I love the, the exploration and kind of like the, the roadmap to get there. Yeah. What are the specific industries or size of the business that you work with? Well, I'm going to answer the second question first, and that is, it doesn't matter. The reason I say it doesn't matter is because people are everywhere. And the focus on what we do is teaching people how to lead people. Now, the second question of how big of an organization, I prefer to work with organizations that have, you know, 50 or more people. And I say that because then you're into multiple levels of management. Until you get, if you've only got three or four or five people, I mean, I I work with people in, in all size groups, but 
if you really want to get into training leaders how to be leaders, when you work in organizations with multiple levels of management, you get to talk about it all, right? So with 50 people, you've probably got six or seven regular managers, regular frontline, and then you've got another manager over them. Then you've got the owner over them. So you've got multiple levels. And when you get into talking about some of the challenges for employees, one of the challenges is the larger a business gets, the more the owner is withdrawn from the day-to-day work. And this is an interesting thought. When you consider that all businesses start you know, as one, two, or three people, right? UPS, where I was for 35 years, started with four people at the corner of 2nd Main Street in Seattle, Washington in a basement in August of 1907. And they're still there. They do a lot of good things. They reinvent themselves, et cetera. But let me bring it back here. So the fact that every business grows, when people, when leaders hire employees, that first set of employees, three, four, five of them, they all work together. So that all the employees are working with the owner, everybody's happy. Well, as management layers start to come in, that core group of people that used to be side by side with the owner, isn't the, the, he's not there anymore. So he starts to withdraw a little bit. And unless the managers, and this is one of the, the places that fail, unless the managers are trained as leaders, as opposed to trained as managers, their relationship with their people is going to be more of a management one rather than a leadership one. And there is a difference. So if that if there's a break there between the owner was a leader and the managers are managers, it starts to deteriorate. And that's how organizations that started small, everybody loved everybody, all of a sudden they grow and now you get this distant feeling. You don't need mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have to be there. If we just maintain the process of leading and training managers to be leaders, then the people will follow. And it just it's just much more successful and much more long-serving as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well thank you so much. Uh, such a fascinating topic. And, and, and I can see that a lot, of, a lot of companies that pay attention to you are going to benefit from, from your approach as well. I, I'm a believer that we need to be constantly evolving and adapting new ways to lead people, right? Like just the concept of well-being, right? Well-being mm-hmm. is not when that first employee started working with you, just give him a notepad and a pen with the logo of the company. It's creating right. that, that environment that is going to make them um, produce and, and, and perform and, and really get the best out of them, right? That, that environment that will that will help them instead of burn them out. So I really appreciate your your time here and being part of the Positive Leadership Academy podcast. Where people can find you? Okay, you can find me at uh, if, if you like the LinkedIn route. Uh, my LinkedIn extension is SW Turner. So LinkedIn forward slash SW Turner. Uh, our phone number is our office number is two six seven seven five three. Five five six eight. You can also find me at Steve at Flow hyphen Business hyphen Solution singular dot com, and you can also find us at our website at Flow 
business-solution.com. Any of those places you can find me. So. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, spending uh, a wonderful time with us. And uh, thank you for our listeners. And, and I wish you a great, a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. I love this story. Thank you for joining us today and learning more about Positive Leadership Academy. We hope that you found this podcast episode valuable. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it with your network, leaving a comment or following us on social media. By sharing and engaging with our content, you can help us reach more potential leaders and make a positive impact in the world. Once again, thank you for joining us and we look forward to continue to provide valuable insight and resources to support your leadership journey. Don't forget to sign up for our Positive Leadership Academy at no cost by visiting our website and entering your email. We can't wait to welcome you to our community of positive leaders.